We hear about it all the time in the corporate world, deal breakers. But what does that term mean when it comes to a cluster B? Let's explore some ideas in this edition of My Inner Torch. Well, you know, you hear about it a lot in the corporate world. That's a deal breaker, uh, you know, but, but how does that transfer into your personal life? Well, I've been learning about deal breakers as I've come out of the fog and I'm realizing my situation for really what it is. And now I've come up with, in my mind, some definitive deal breakers. And I've mentioned this before in a couple of previous podcasts, but we really haven't talked about what deal breakers really mean when it comes to your personal life. And a deal breaker is something that you just won't accept, a behavior, a way of life, Something that just breaks the deal, breaks the relationship. And my deal breaker basically is the fact that I have no relationship with my wife. There is no relationship. We are just coexisting. That's a deal breaker to me. What I would like to have in a partner is a partner, somebody who I can share my life with, somebody who I can share moments with, somebody who I can have a relationship that doesn't involve just giving. You know, that's, that's my deal breaker right now. So now it's become apparent that over the last 21 years, that has been a deal breaker in my relationship. But the difference was that I was always thinking that I could make things better, that somehow I could repair the relationship, that somehow it was my fault. It wasn't a deal breaker. It was that she's acting this way because I was doing something. Well, that's not the reason. And so now as I venture forward in my life and eventually when I find myself in a situation where perhaps maybe one day I will be faced with another opportunity for a relationship, will I put those deal breakers in place or will I ignore them? Most of us ignore them. We basically go ahead and we rationalize. We rationalize the cluster B's abhorrent behaviors I really appreciate all the mail that I receive. And if I don't get back to you, I do apologize. Obviously, uh, this podcast is not my full-time endeavor, although I wish it was, and maybe one day it will be. But I do obviously have two jobs that I balance here into in supporting my family and, of course, supporting myself. But I do appreciate your emails. But I will say this. I do receive emails with people basically telling me about their circumstance, which I always enjoy well, not really enjoy. I do appreciate receiving because I don't think it's enjoyable to read about somebody's angst or pain to myinnertorch at gmail.com. But the common theme that I do see in a lot of the emails that I do receive are people who tell me about the horrible relationship that they're in, and then yet they go right back to it. I receive emails about people who have gone no contact, who have left the relationship, who describe in vivid detail circumstances that align with mine. These are deal breakers. And yet for some reason, they feel compelled to go back. Some reason they always say in the email, but I love this person. And this is what I think I want to focus on going forward with some of these podcasts in talking about deal breakers and other things that why, why is this the Stockholm syndrome? Look it up. Is this a trauma bond? Yeah, I think it is. Whenever somebody is sitting there saying, you know, this person broke up with me at the most inopportune time. This person was not there to support me in any fashion. 
This person is breaking me down. This person is exhibiting horrible things, doing horrible things. And yet, for some reason, we sit there and we talk about the fact that we still love them. What's up with that? You know, do they love you? Do they love you? I mean, I've been very brutally honest in this podcast about how my wife feels about me. I could stand here right now with my wife on this podcast and I could say, do you love me? And one of two things would happen. Either A, there would be an incredibly uncomfortable silence because she'd be searching for a way to kind of tell me that she doesn't, but she doesn't want to look bad. Or she would basically tell me, no, I don't. I've had this discussion with my wife several times in which she's like, well, I think I may have loved you at one point or another. No, the answer is you didn't. You didn't. Because if you did, and I've talked about this in previous podcasts, then it wouldn't even be a hesitation. And it wouldn't be, well, I did, but now I don't. You know, that's that emotional weather vane I've talked about in my earlier podcast. One minute you're up, the next minute you're down. It's, it's that emotional stock market that you play with these cluster bees. One minute they love you, they idolize you, they idealize you, they think you're the best thing that's ever come to this earth. And then the next minute you're trash. How is that possible? And how is that normal? So when people email me and they tell me, yeah, this is what happened, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But I still love them. I'm going to see it through. You're not a hero. You're not a hero. Take it from me. You're not a martyr. Why? Do you have such low self-esteem? Do you have no respect for your own value that you find yourself compelled to be drawn back into their endless emotional orbit? That's a deal breaker for me now. It wasn't before. It wasn't before. But now it is. The fact that my wife doesn't care. She just doesn't care. That's a deal breaker to me. And the fact that she won't care. There's no fountain of love that she will take a drink from and all of a sudden be anointed with love for me. And again, it wouldn't be the love that I'm looking for. It's a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. I know what I would like to have. And I know that I will not get it from my cluster B. I will not get it. And neither will you. So stop fooling yourself, please. Stop fooling yourself. It's painful for me to read these emails from people who talk about all the abuse that they endure and yet they go back. And this is no different than somebody who is being beaten physically. And you're wondering, why are they going back? But I love them. Why are you going back? I love them. He needs me. She needs me. And then they end up dead because one day that person gets so physical with them that they beat them to death. So why are you emotionally being beaten to death? Because that's what's happening here. That's what's happening to me. The abuse doesn't stop. You know, it just doesn't. And so it's inherently up to us to make a choice. We have to make a choice. 
And that's really the theme of these past podcasts. As you come out of the fog and you recognize the fact, you can say, yeah, I think they're abusing me. Yeah, I don't really feel good about this relationship. But you know what? Yeah, I'm going to keep on going. Why? That's my question to you is why? Why are you listening to this podcast? If you're seeking answers, if you're seeking parallels and you're seeing them, then why? Why are we in these long, protracted relationships trying to rebuild somebody who you cannot rebuild because there's nothing there? There's nothing to rebuild. You know, it is in my opinion, because I haven't experienced it, that a normal relationship is a give and take and an opportunity to be able to sit down with your significant other and have a conversation And to be able to express your feelings freely, not like in a dictatorship, that if you do that, you will be punished. That's what happens in North Korea. You can't speak out against the government. And here with your cluster B, you can't speak out with them, even if you try to be neutral, even if you try to approach it from a dialectical perspective, acknowledging their feelings and then giving yours. They don't care about your feelings. They don't care. It's all about them. And that will spread across the spectrum. Doesn't matter whether it's a borderline. Doesn't matter whether it's a narcissist. They don't care. They are in so much pain. They have, they have low self-esteem. They project all their pain onto you. It's your fault. And we take it. We take it. And we keep taking it. We're like a weeble wobble. You can just knock us down and we keep popping back up. But how many times are you willing to do that? Where is your deal breaker? I've already defined my deal breaker. I've already defined where I am willing to go and where I draw the line in the sand. And you need to determine that too. You need to stop thinking that you're going to help them that you're going to rescue them, that they're going to go back to the way that they were, that you will discover love. You will make them love you. You are the person that has the key to their demons. You will let the demons go. You will vanquish them. You will not. You will not. And I'm sorry to say that because when I say that, I'm saying that to me. I'm not preaching to you. It's cathartic for me, this podcast, because I realize I'm not alone in this fight, but I also realize that I have to take charge of my life. I have to define the deal breaker and I need to follow through on it. I can sit here and preach to you what you should do and I can sit here and stay in this relationship for time in memoriam. But that goes back to my podcast on waiting to die because that's all we're doing here, folks. We're in emotional retirement. We're waiting to die. That's what we're doing. Because we're not happy. We're in this constant circus. The three ring circus. And I will talk about that in upcoming podcasts. Constantly a sideshow going on. Constantly a fire to put out. Constantly a hope that maybe tomorrow they'll shed that toxic mood. And they're going to love on us. And maybe they will. But understand it's temporary and understand it's dysfunctional. It's disordered. 
It's dysregulated. It's triple D. It is. It's not what you deserve. It's not what you should have. Don't we deserve to be with somebody who reflects back the love that we put in? And there are people out there that will do that. Not the cluster B. The cluster B is an endless sponge that you pour yourself into and they wring you out continuously with emotional turmoil and abuse. It will be ongoing. It will not stop. So yes, you may get a renaissance from a borderline. Maybe. You won't get that from a narc. It's not going to happen. They will continue to feed off of you and they will turn you into a shell of your former self. I hate to say it and I hate to be angry about it because it triggers me. It does make me upset. It's wrong. It shouldn't be happening, but people are people and you have to define yourself and put yourself with the right people. You need to come up with your deal breaker. New podcasts uploaded every single Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern standard time. My inner torch at gmail.com. Please, if tell me your story. Okay, if it aligns with mine, if I resonate with you, fantastic. If I piss you off, that's okay too. Communicate with me. I love hearing from you. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Till next time, be well and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch. <laughs>